This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be together in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has done something amazing, even as we were praying together. Isn't it wonderful to pray together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Indeed, he's he's a living God. He's a living God. And uh, he knows us better than we know ourselves. This is what we are all looking for. This settles... um, uh, the um, the vacuum, the the um, uh, desperation, the depression, it settles when you realize God knows you better than you know yourself. Praise the Lord. You're in the right place. You're in the right place looking into God's word, the mirror, that God might teach us, that God might correct us this evening. Praise the Lord. Be excited. Um, the um, rewards of those that seek God. We, we cannot estimate what can take place. Praise the Lord. Quicken your senses. Quicken your senses. Pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And the rewards that, that proceed from that, we cannot estimate what, what, it, what's, what it's capable of doing. Praise the Lord. Take your eyes off your own strength. Look into the strength of God. This evening, look into the strength of God this evening. Praise the Lord. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Thank you, Jesus. You need to receive that word this evening. He is for you. Praise the Lord. He is for you. He's not against you. He is for you. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You know, I I don't know if... Uh, you noticed how the Spirit of God was moving over the past couple of weeks. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Isn't it amazing that, um, you know, joy comes and then the minister, the, the man of God, uh, teaches us about? I mean, we didn't orchestrate that. Yeah, none of us shared notes. I did not share notes with joy and, or ask him to get into the subject of righteousness. Did any of you notice that the subject he came with, it was like sort of the crescendo, the, uh, if I can call it sort of like a crowning um, to the Bible study we were doing for many weeks before that. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for. And we had such an in-depth teaching on righteousness. Praise the Lord. I hope it lifted your spirits. You know, I'm expecting to see broader smiles after that incredible teaching on righteousness. Yes, praise the Lord. You are righteous. Glory to God. And um, such are satisfied. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's read uh, from Matthew chapter 5. Praise God. Matthew chapter 5. And let us read from verse 1. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5 and from verse 1. When Jesus saw those that were seated at the Bible study on Friday, 
Amen. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Glory, let's do this together. Yes. He opened his mouth and began to, began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Let us read verse 12 together. Rejoice and be glad. Amen. Rejoice and be glad. Praise the Lord. How that has tied in with the year of rejoicing. It's mind-boggling. You know, these are things you should pay attention to. Yeah, and realize that these are the signatures of heaven. God is in the business of these signatures. You can, you can see these signatures uh, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. You can see it all around in your gathering in your church where the Holy Spirit is working. There are things you cannot explain. Praise God. I hope your life is filled with miracles. Hallelujah. I hope your life is filled with miracles. Amen. 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 Your life is filled with miracles. Every breath is a miracle. Glory. Every step you take is a miracle. Our God is a great God. Our God is a great God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be. You know, one of the things that stood out when you, if you examine the study we were doing on righteousness, led by uh, Pastor Joy, um, um, you would have realized that there was a satisfaction knocking at your door, if you were paying attention. You know, and um, it was King who shared that testimony while we were praying for, um, um, you know, I have to get used to calling him Pastor Joy. O over the years, he has had me call him Joy, so... Um, when he was praying over Pastor Joy, uh, King said it took him to a new place. Uh, and um, a certain um, breaking of uh, burdens or, um, I can't remember, uh, uh, a liberation that he experienced. A satisfaction, praise the Lord. A satisfaction. The word satisfaction here is talking about being filled. Being filled. I hope you're full. I hope that uh, if, if you haven't cracked into it and if it hasn't stayed with you, if it isn't something that's staying with you, then you need to go back and study it again. And now with, um, you know, the kind of access you have, uh, the, the lessons or the teachings that were done are available to you. You need to sit down and study. Praise God. You need to sit down and study. I would love to ask for hands for the next question I'm about to ask. 
I would love to ask for hands to show me a response, but I won't do that because of so many different permutation combinations <clears throat> that can happen. But I hope that this week you've spent, you know, solid time studying God's word. I hope you have spent solid time. I hope this week you can testify that you spent at least three hours. At least three hours studying God's word and a particular subject. So much so that if I were to sit down now, you would be able to take the rest of this Bible study on a particular subject that you studied this week. Wow, that's, that's good. I like the confident yes. I would like to hear the confident yes from everyone. <clears throat> in fact, I think church should indulge in things like this. <laughs> Where, you know, pastor sits down and says, okay, names the person and says, teach. Teach for 20 minutes. Just out of the blue, you know. It's not something that, uh, what do you call, is not planned. You, you'd like that? So I'm thinking that from, yeah, next Bible study, I would just randomly pick out the adults and ask you to share a Bible study for 15 minutes. In Malayalam, they say maunam samadam. Yeah, so your quietness is like, you know, if there is any... Hmm? On any subject that you studied that week, I will just, you know, frankly, I was very encouraged by the turnout today. Praise the Lord, it's good to see all of you. <laughs> Suddenly I'm worried about next, next Bible study's turn up. <laughs> and you know, we're heading into rainy season and all. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, I think I'll pray about this a little bit more. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we must seek God with all our hearts. We must seek Him. The scripture encourages us repeatedly. That God rewards those who diligently seek Him. God rewards those. One second. God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Now, see, for me, to, uh, for me or anyone serving in the church, you know, all of us that serve in this church, it would be, um, we, we, uh, we, are, we jealously desire that you grow spiritually. Uh, we jealously desire all of you receive rewards. Amen. If you like rewards, say amen. amen. Our God is in the business of rewards. Hallelujah. So it says that God rewards those who diligently seek him. <clears throat> who search for him and his truth. 
more than a miner searches for gold and silver. More than a miner, a person who mines, searches for gold or silver. Have you ever visited a mine? Looking at all of you, I don't think any of you have visited a wine, uh, sorry, a mine. It was a coal mine, any mine, yes. And uh, you should see the, the miners. In fact, if you go and look into the uh, historic records, and you, can, you even have photographers, photographs of miners, I mean, those that were going seeking for gold, or man, they, they, you look at them, you know they're a miner. The scripture says, like those who mine, who search out for gold and silver, you look at them, you know that they've been in a mine. They bear, they, bear, they, bear, they bear the marks of those that are going after something with all their hearts, with all their efforts. And the scripture has in, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, I want to read a few scriptures to encourage you or remind you something the Holy Spirit put in my heart. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, it says, But from there you will seek the Lord your God. You will find him. From there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. Is that what the scripture says? Michael, is that what it says? Is that what? I'm reading the first section. Am I right? It says, from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will If you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. So can you find God? Hmm? What do you think? Can you find him? Can you personally find him? Can you? This night, can you have an encounter with God? This guarantees it. This scripture, Garen, this is not just this scripture. Right through the word of God, you can have an encounter with Jesus Christ. You must have an encounter with Jesus. Every day. If you will search for him with all your heart and all your soul, with your will, with your heart, your passion. Jeremiah chapter 29, these are scriptures we know. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, but the Holy Spirit wants to remind us, you will seek me. Praise the Lord. You will seek me and it's like uh, guaranteed. You will seek me and you will, yeah. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. One of the things that uh, uh, were taught to us in the teaching of righteousness is that what we are to ask God for is, somebody said it, wisdom. That's right. Let's read Proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 down. It says, how blessed, Proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 
following all the way down to verse 18. So we'll read from verse 13. How blessed is the man who finds, who gains. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God, who gains understanding, who finds wisdom. Glory. When you come for Bible study, that's what's supposed to take place. That's what is supposed to take place. When you spend time studying the word for yourself, you gain. So this week, man, I'm so impressed, but I'm, I don't know if I'm resisting, you know. I hope this week that you have gained wisdom from God. How blessed is that man? We are doing the Beatitudes, a state of blessedness. And scripture presents a state of blessedness in the book of Proverbs. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom, who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of, and her gain better than fine. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire compares with her. Glory. Nothing you desire compares with think of something you desire think of something you desire think of something you desire i wish i could go through each and every person what do you desire A dw drum kit what do you desire same thing ditto what do you desire mike huh a guitar. Man's progressing. <laughs> Anything you can think of that you desire. Ken, what do you desire? What do you desire? A lot. Is that what he said? She's better. She is better. Her gain is better. Her profit is better. So this week, man, you should be able to sleep with the sleep. Yeah, you should, you should have the satisfaction of satisfactions if God revealed something to you. If the Lord taught you something. Glory, if the Lord taught you something. I don't know how many of you take multivitamins and supplements and, and so forth. They have so many options now. You know, you know that feeling when you have a multivitamin? That feeling. I must emphasize that feeling when you have the multivitamin or the supplement, the protein. You know, now they're, they're selling it in Tiruvallur also. They have an exclusive shop for protein. You know, when you have that protein. You know that feeling? What's that feeling? Huh? So you're saying something, yes. A boost. Ah, that's right. Boost. She said boosted. You know, many of us are losing the real boost in our lives. And that is gaining wisdom 
from the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Gaining wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Insight into yourself, insight into your life, into everything. Understanding and wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. Verse 16 says, long life. Everybody say long life. Today we are running helter and skelter, no? For long life. Hmm? Running helter and skelter. Well, scriptures guarantees that if you seek for the wisdom that comes from above, there is. See, you read the scripture, it says, verse 16, long is in her right hand. And uh, check this out. In her left hand are riches and her ways are pleasant ways. All her parts are Say the word, peace. She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who hold her fast. Who hold her fast. I hope that you have a record of the things that God has spoken to you over the years. That's called holding fast. You know, when you hear a scripture being spoken or a word being given, amen, a word being given that touches you in your spirit, you know the Holy Spirit has, I hope you're a person quick to write it down or type it out, save into your heart, into your soul, because these are things that will enable you to run. Praise God, praise God, enables you to run. Thank you, Jesus. I want to quote from somebody, a wonderful Bible teacher. He, he said it like this. Very few of us are really seeking God and his truth. Honestly. How do we know we, we seek God and his truth earnestly? This activity finds space in our schedule. Simple as that. The miner has a schedule. Most of his day, he spends looking for that treasure, looking for that, that raw material that he has set out to find. So I think I will make it um, voluntary from next Bible study. I will not make it compulsory. I will make it voluntary I would like for you to, you know, from your Bible study, personal, strong Bible study, I, wanna, I want that, and the Holy Spirit wants it, that, that we have a strong personal Bible study. So the first 15 minutes of every Friday Bible study will be available for a subject to be taught by one of you. There's no amens. Hmm? I'm still waiting for amens. Wow. I mean, I'm, vision, I'm seeing a vision of a, of a group, this very group, fighting with each other to do Bible study. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so what will happen is that you will do the, you know, you prepare and... Uh, 
you know, I would uh, basically ask those of you who are ready and uh, all your hands will go up next, next Bible study and I will just randomly choose one person. You'll have exactly 15 minutes. Yes? I, I want you to look into things like, you know, um, uh, Bible history. I want you to look at um, uh, 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 theological subjects. I want you to consider a church history situation. Um, praise the Lord. Are you getting excited? And uh, I want you to share something the Holy Spirit is teaching you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you will remind me next Thursday. You share, you would ask, you, you remind me, right? The next Thursday we meet, I mean, sorry, next Friday that we meet for a Bible study. Yes? Praise the Lord. We must seek God and His truth earnestly, weekly, daily. Studying, seeking Him in prayer and having and desiring encounters with the Lord daily. That's what we need to live on. Thank you, Jesus. So let us look at the scripture we're at. We're moving from blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be I can't hear you, church. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be. Praise the Lord. And we're moving into verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Praise the Lord. If you by heart these scriptures, I hope that you've already done that. If you by heart these scriptures, you'll be surprised how most all the decisions you need to make in life these scriptures will lead the way. Let me repeat that. This set, what is called the Beatitudes, if you by heart them and allow the Spirit of God to imprint it on your heart, one thing that does happen is that in any and every circumstance, these scriptures will turn up to direct your path. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What should I do right now, Lord? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Lord, this is taking so long. What shall I do, Lord? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. I can go on this whole evening. I can just go on with circumstances and situations. And these scriptures will show the way to go. These scriptures will light your path. They will light your path. What to do in a situation? Choose mercy. Choose mercy. The word blessed is a, is a, talks about a, a place where you are under divine favor. Is that where we want to be? Is that where we want to be? Church, is that where we want to be? That's where we want to be. Where heaven is favorable. Heaven is favorable. Blessed means that we are partaking in God-like behavior. Let me repeat this. Blessed means that you're partaking in God-like behavior. You are reflecting God on the earth. 
Blessed are the merciful. Everybody say merciful. Say merciful. There's a place for mercy in every, every part of our life, isn't there? When you wake up in the morning, there's a place for mercy. When you speak with your parents, there is a place for mercy. When you speak with your children, there is a place for mercy. When you speak to your neighbors, there's a place for mercy. When you speak with the convict, there is a place for mercy. When you, when you stand in a line, there is a place for mercy. When you... Mercy. Everybody say mercy. Praise the Lord. When you drive your car, there's a place for mercy. There's a merciful way to drive. Amen. There's a merciful way to drive. When people see the way you drive, they receive mercy. Amen. 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 The word mercy or merciful that is used Blessed are the merciful is it's coming from basically in, in Greek it's Elimon. Merciful. Sounds like uh, some Malayali name. But um, it's derived from the word Elios. The outward manifestation of compassion and pity. The outward It's not a philosophical concept. The word merciful, blessed are the merciful, the word that is used there is an action. You get credit or you, you enter into this beatitude which says blessed are the merciful when you are actively showing Mercy. You are not an intellectual expert on mercy. You are not just an intellectual expert. It's not that you understand the concept of mercy. It's not that you attended Friday Bible study and uh, you studied about mercy. It is that you exercise where it says mercy full. The outward manifestation of compassion. Now before I move forward, I uh, want to encourage you, I would like to stimulate you to compassion. What does the word compassion mean? Kindness. Give me more. Elaborate. What does compassion mean? Or pity or compassion? Yes. Empathy, sympathy. I'm waiting for the young ones in this church also to, yes? It is an expression of love, yes? Kindness given when 
kindness given. Let's just stay with that. Kindness given. King, you had shared something. Did you say something just? That you feel for others. I was waiting for that to come out. That you feel for others. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The devil is working overtime that we do not feel for others. He has constructed or he has uh, brought together so many weapons of warfare that we may not feel for others. Church, church, praise the Lord, those of you listening to us now or later, that hardness where you don't feel for somebody else is a problem. That you can go through a week without having expressed compassion is a problem. You are being stubborn to the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This evening, let the Lord remove any hardness in your hearts. If there be any hardness in your heart, that you're a person that does not feel for others. You know, in, uh, in counseling people, uh, I have come across so many, so many believers that, that uh, either in the capacity of a husband or a wife, or um, in the capacity of just being one that is walking through this earth, there are people that, so many that have confessed a lack of feeling for others. And if you look at the agenda of the world, they don't want you to feel for others. If you look at the agenda of the world, they just want you to be a, a channel by which they just drain your life, they drain your money, they drain your interests, they make you dull. Today, if you were to walk into a school, it is with great difficulty that children wish you. I mean, you can even sport a gray beard, you know, you, you can, and uh, you'd be surprised how there is no response, that they all seem to be like um, hollowed out, they're so empty, they're walking around without any, any connection without anybody, with anybody else. Are you seeing the people around you? I know today it is a great possibility and those of you that are listening to me, it is a possibility that you go to a church and come out of that church without even knowing who the members of that church. Maybe those in uh, Joel Austin's church have an excuse. That they don't know some sections of that massive crowd. But in this church, there is no excuse. It goes beyond just this church environment. It, I mean, the uh, church should be full of overflowing with compassion. 
If you read Acts chapter 2, you would realize that they brought all their um, uh, belongings and laid it at the feet of the disciples to be spread, to be given out according to? According to? Each one's need. It was not a, uh, what do you call, it was not a blank exercise. It was not an intellectual exercise. It was not an exercise of, you know, uh, um, some sort of uh, rule or obligation. It is what the Holy Spirit was doing. What was the Holy Spirit doing? That each is aware of the others. What is that? Compassion. What is the sign of the filling and the moving of the Holy Spirit in our homes? It is a home filled with? I can't hear you. Filled with compassion. Where the father is intimately acquainted with the children. Today parents don't know what's going on with their kids. It's the opposite of compassion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting this church? When we go through the study, you realize, my. That's why the devil wants to, to negate compassion. The devil doesn't want compassion and mercy to be an active um, element in the church. He doesn't want it. Because with that comes some other things. Praise God. Yeah, it comes out from the heart. It is something that flows out of your heart. You are sensitive to others. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You are sensitive to others. You, are, you, 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 you constantly see what the other person's need is. It, that's when uh, children suddenly find themselves, you know, children that belong to the Lord and are filled with the Holy Spirit, suddenly find themselves taking the garbage out. Nobody asked them to do it. Suddenly these children are, uh, you know, cleaning the house. Nobody asked them to do it. Suddenly they wash the plates you know, they're, they're standing in, if you have more than one, they're standing in, in line to wash the plates. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those that see others' needs. Can you say that with me? Blessed are those who see others' needs. Let's do it again. Blessed are those who see others' needs. There was a, a time in my life that I, I was so switched off. And uh, it was the product of um, many years of, of the devil's work in my life that I became callous towards people around me. And one of the first things the Spirit of God does is to break that callousness. You suddenly see people. Praise the Lord. You suddenly see people. When you look at a person, the Spirit of God says, this person needs this, this person needs this, this person needs this. 
Is that what you hear when you look at somebody? Or do you see Peter England, Calvin Klein, Nike shoes? Is that all you see? See, that's what, that's the devil's way of, you know, setting you up. You only see the phone. Now, you know, people don't even see the person. They only see the phone they carry. Do not become callous. Do not become callous. See. Let the Holy Spirit open your eyes. Suddenly you will walk past somebody and the Spirit of God will whisper, this person needs this. The Holy Spirit will, if you open up to this, glory to God. If you open up to this, you ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with compassion. Fill me with compassion. You're going to experience miracles. I mean, it is repeated to us off, often, so often in the, in the Gospels, again and again, Jesus had compassion. Jesus had what? Jesus had compassion. He stopped the train. He got off the train. He said, I must uh, visit this person's house. What's working? Compassion is working. Praise the Lord. He sees a funeral procession. He stops. Funeral procession changes. Compassion at work. Praise the Lord. I mean, it should be such for us. It should be like this for us. When we go, you know, when we enter a supermarket, we're praying for this person. We're praying for that person. The Spirit of God is revealing something about that person. You see a child on the road, you are led to pray. You see a beggar on the streets, you're led to pray. You're led to do something. Compassion must operate. Amen. Compassion must operate. It must manifest. It must manifest. It recognizes the need of, on the part of him who receives. It recognizes the need. This is something I need to address. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> the church must be a place where people are astounded by compassion. Glory, get ready, amen. I know that, that that is operating in our midst. I am not saying it is not operating here, but it can operate more. It can operate more. It recognizes the need of the person and channels the resources. When you recognize the need, you will be surprised how the Holy Spirit opens up the channels. Suddenly you go home and you'll see, hey, I didn't know I had this. This other person had the need for this. When you start to recognize others' needs, the resources will start opening up. See, this is why the devil does not want you to operate in compassion. Praise the Lord. Make a decision today. I want to operate in compassion. I want to operate in compassion. I don't want a day to go by. I don't want a week to go by where I have not operated in compassion. You're going to make a decision like that? Praise the Lord. Make a decision like that to operate in compassion. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. You will find yourself, you know, if you're married, you'll find yourself 
praying with your spouse after every every time that you may go out and come back or you you go to a, a church service and you come back you will find yourself praying with your spouse for some person's need in the church some person's need that you met while you were outside some uh, shopkeeper some somebody on the street Praise God. Praise the Lord. See, um, something that Joy shared, and I want to underline it. When you start to give, when you start to operate in compassion, the resources will start coming. Glory, it's the secret. See, when Jesus did what he did with his disciples, he actually, this whole Sermon on the Mount, God has, uh, has uh, sort of laid bare the inner workings of the kingdom of God. The very, the very nut and bolts, the, the heart of the engine of the kingdom of God, he opened it and laid it bare. This is the final revelation. You know that. God spoke finally. God is rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy. Where do we find that? We find in many scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and to 6. But God being... Praise the Lord. Rich in. There's a problem with us. We seek to be rich in other things. Let's get it. Yeah, let's move into the zone where God is. You know, you can take the term blessed and substitute it with the word divine. Divine are the merciful. Amen. Glory. Are you getting excited? You know, I, I pray this blessing over you in Jesus' name, that each one of your names will have a comma, and after which will be said of you, being rich in mercy. Amen. There is such joy and peace in this church. There is such great peace and glory in this. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? I can't hear you. Why? I can't hear you. Why did he seat us in the, do all of this and seat us in the heavenly places? Why did God do that? Because he's rich. Because of his great compassion, you qualify. He has qualified us. Let it set you free, praise the Lord. Let it set you free like that teaching on righteousness. These are all echoing the same thing. That his great compassion and mercy qualified you. And the devil cannot do anything about it. See, this is the power of mercy. 
See, that's why he doesn't want it to operate in the church. That's right, it triumphs over judgment. Scriptures we, we, we will look into. It triumphs over judgment. It is a principle that overrides the weapons of the devil. The, the condemnation that the devil brings, it breaks it into pieces. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is the definition of mercy. If somebody asks you, how were you saved? Say one word. Mercy. After that, there's no argument. No? How do you, you know, how do you, you know, how can you say all your sins are forgiven? Say one word, mercy. Everybody understands it actually. It's, you know, written in the, you know, in their hearts, in the, in the eternity that is set in their hearts. It's there because this is the, the quality and character of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He is merciful to those who fear him. So today, I, 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 first thing I want to do is make you confident in receiving mercy. Praise the Lord. God's mercy. I want you to be confident. Luke chapter 1 and verse 50. Oh, glory. Luke chapter 1 and verse 50. Can one of you read it out loudly? Amen. His mercy is upon toward those who you fear him. Do you fear him? Do you hold him in great reverence? Praise the Lord. This is why, see how these things are connected. No? That's why in the church, if there's reverence for God, mercy is being poured out. If the youth in the church have reverence for God, God's mercy will be poured out on them. From generation to his mercy is upon generation to generation toward those who fear him. Today, when you came into this place, you know, the, let, uh, uh, let us be transformed in boldness uh, how we approach God because uh, we have cracked the code. We have understood because God has taught us. We have understood and we've cracked the code that we, we receive the mercy of God as we approach him in reverence. Amen. Amen. We've cracked the code that as we approach in reverence, the mercy of God is towards us. Let me repeat that. Glory to God. That if when we approach God with reverence, God, you are, you are who you are. God, when you say, God, you are almighty God. You are my father in heaven. These are words of reverence. Mercy flows. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Again, scriptures that we are familiar with. Let us draw near with confidence. Let every prayer you utter, let it be with confidence. Let your prayers change. Let it become prayers of confidence. Pray like God hears you. 
Because God is not man that he should lie. And he said his mercy is upon generation upon generation towards those who fear him. So approach him with confidence. If you know who God is, approach with confidence. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It says, therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we might receive. Mercy. Amen. When I'm sitting in my car, I'll receive. When I'm sitting in my home, I will receive. Yes, I will. I qualify. I qualify to receive mercy and find grace that helps in a time of Galatians chapter 6, verses 14 to 16. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6, verses 14 to 16. It says, May it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Let me tell you, the mercy of God makes you confident. There is a boast. What do I boast about? The mercy of God. The cross of Christ. Let's continue reading. For neither is circumcision anything, no uncircumcision, but a new. And those who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon. And upon the Israel of God. You know, I, I always wondered, uh, you know, certain reactions that you experience uh, people that you don't even know. You, you uh, suddenly they react to you in a very, you know, it's like uh, they, they sense a divine presence. Praise God. Don't be surprised. Be surprised in, in, in worshiping God and giving thanks and enjoying that moment. But uh, this is what's operating for you. Peace and mercy are upon God's peace and mercy are upon you. When you walk into a government office, God's peace and mercy are upon you. And upon the Israel of God. Again, it's mentioned in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 2. To Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2. To Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our grace, peace, and mercy. Praise the Lord. You will find these, uh, these birds flock together. Grace, peace, and they flock together. Where there is mercy, you're getting this, I want you to say it. Where there is mercy, grace, and Operate. They come there. Birds of this, this kind flock together. Praise the Lord. So I, I, you want some uh, grace and peace um, to operate in your life? Mercy. Show mercy. Operate in grace. Mercy has to turn up. They, work to, they always work together. Grace, peace, mercy. Grace, peace, mercy. Grace, peace, mercy. 
grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pray with confidence. You know, settle this. I know that uh, there are those of you that, that still struggle in your prayer life where um, you know, you're, you're not sure about God's mercy towards you. You're, you're not confident or bold in your prayer. Uh, the Spirit says it's time to understand and step into confidence. It's time to understand and step into boldness. Pray with boldness. I mean, I could go into many prayers in the, in the scriptures, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, where people have understood this and the confidence with which they pray. And they're people just like us. Because they've understood the mercy of God towards them. Praise the Lord. The mercy of God towards them. Grace, mercy, and peace are operating in your life. I want you to reflect right now. Reflect right now. If this does not, if these three words do not, um, what's the word? They do not... Um, describe your life, then this evening, repent. Dear believer, the Holy Spirit says, dear believer, if in your house, these, this is not what is operating. Grace, mercy, and peace. I'm talking about between believers, yeah? If this is not what uh, your, uh, your marital life, two believers married, if your marital life does not, if this is not the description of it, Repent right now. Because this is what the Father desires to pour out into your house. Want to pour out into your, 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 your area of influence. In that place of agreement. In your church. What does the Lord want in the church operating grace mercy and peace is the lord grace mercy and peace are you getting this church if you had a scrap with your wife today where does that need to get to grace mercy and peace did you hear me? Don't go to sleep. You know, my wife had this, uh, I don't know what to call it, a, a terrible habit or a, a, a wonderful habit. In retrospect, in the study of scripture, I realize it is a wonderful habit. We got married and then, um, uh, you know, as the months passed and if we had any dispute, she had this... Uh, uncanny uh, behavior that I that not I hadn't seen that before not that I was married before but <laughs> I hadn't really heard about it before but she just wouldn't go to sleep I mean you know we men I think are aces at uh, we have some strange behavior from, right from scripture, it is. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It is the scripture. And she, you know, literally she uh, uh, practiced this. 
I mean, lights are off, that, uh, what do you call it? Night light is on, uh, fan is on, uh, windows are open, it's cool, it's nice, you know, but she would not sleep. In the night, there'll be this hand that knocks me. We need to fix something. I say, uh, okay, let's fix. <laughs> That's right, exactly. It is the secret of a great marriage. Praise the Lord. Keep short accounts. Let, let, you know, grace, peace and mercy operate in your house. Why is there no amens for this church? <laughs> Agree with me. Let it operate in your house. When people come to your house and they see your relationship, they should see grace, peace and mercy. They should see grace, peace and mercy operating uh, between you. Thank you, Jesus. That's what God wants to fill your house with. Grace, grace, peace, and mercy. Praise the Lord. Since God is merciful to men, he would have them show mercy to one another. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Oh, glorious words of Christ our Lord. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. It's strange, we as the New Testament church, you know, we've read these scriptures, we may have come across it, somebody may have preached about it, I'm not sure. But it's uh, uh, strange how we, we tend to forget these things. Have you noticed something about human nature? We, 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 we um, uh, you know, we, we try to, sh to walk away from being actively involved in these things. Anyway, let me read it. Matthew chapter 9 verse 13. But go, Jesus says, go and learn what this means. I desire and not. For I did not come to call the righteous, but the. Man, this is deep. This is very deep. If you've just read past the scripture and not stayed back and studied it and stayed back and allowed it to sort of uh, pierce your heart and your character, then you've made a big mistake. You need to allow this to pierce. God is saying more than your, your sacrifice, your money. I desire In other words, see, when we say worship, many a times we, our image of worship is only the raising of hands or singing the song or, or that mo time of worship. No, worship is far more than that. Your worship actually extends to your acts of compassion. <sighs> Glory. You know, I know men of God that have taught the Bible and have, have very strongly taught that, you know, you need to set aside um, uh, not just your tithes or not just your, you must set aside towards compassion, acts of compassion. Praise the Lord. Acts of compassion, you must set aside towards it. Your time, your money, because it is an act of worship that God desires more than sacrifice. You know how we feel if we have not attended a, a church service. 
That's how much, how much, how we should feel if you have not done an act of compassion. Acts of compassion. How many songs do we have on a Sunday? How many songs do we sing? Average. Six. Every week should have at least, at least, I'm using one random formula that popped in my head. You should have at least six acts of compassion. And the amazing thing about Matthew chapter 9 and verse 13 is Jesus is quoting the Old Testament. Uh, if you have certain Bibles, this will be in capitals. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. Certain Bibles will put that as in capitals so that you know that it's being quoted from the Old Testament. And uh, have you gazed at the scripture he's quoting from? So let me read that again. Matthew chapter 9 verse 13. But go and learn. Go and read what this means. Go and understand what this means. I desire compassion and not. For I did not come to call the righteous and the, but the sinners. So no, the first section is I desire compassion not sacrifice. He's quoting from a passage of scripture in the Old Testament. One such passage is Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6. Did you read it? Did you read it? Is it come up there? Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6? Did you read it? What does it say? Sir, read it loudly. All of you can read it together. So if you have to put the two scriptures together, what do you understand? Compassion shows that you have a loyalty to God. Church, rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Allow, you know, uh, allow to compassion, allow compassion to rule you. Because uh, loyalty to God results in compassion. Praise the Lord. Another thing that the scripture reveals when you compare the two passages is, what else? That's right. If you know God, if you know God, you exercise. Ah, I can't hear you. If you know God, you exercise. The measure of your knowledge of God is the amount of Bible studies you've attended, the number of church services you did not miss. All these are good things, but there is something more. It is your active lifestyle of compassion. Putting the two together, the revelation hits us. If you're not actively showing compassion and mercy, our knowledge of God is suspect. If people in, huh? That's right. It, it's, it's, you step into the heart of God. You step into the heart of God. And uh, you notice that echoing in the back of your mind will be those scriptures Jesus spoke about. Uh, what is the sum of the, of, the, of the law and the prophets? That you love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor? You know God. 
your neighbor knows about it thank you jesus praise the lord praise god praise the lord let your weeks be filled with acts of compassion and mercy the church will be filled there will be no place god is speaking to us this evening in your neighborhood in your areas of influence show compassion and mercy show compassion and mercy the lord will fill the church go for it go for it go for it because god loves a people of compassion he desires it in his church he desires in his church see how this applies to you personally god knows where you're at concerning these things and i encourage you to pray earnestly lord change me don't let me be a person that just comes into something and just walks out there's no connection with anybody no no um, uh, expression of compassion all i am about is myself me myself and i this has to break see each of us have been given a measure of 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 things that are there uh, resources that are there for you to to channel it does not matter how old you are praise the lord that's right that's where this is how it works you're fulfilling the commission Matthew chapter 23 verses 23 to 24 Matthew chapter 23 verses 23 to 24 Difficult to read but must be read You know we by heart the blessed yeah proclamations of blessings but there is a whole bunch of proclamations of woe that we must be keenly aware of in uh, verse 23 woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites hmm woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law i will let that yeah minister to you you know you're busy calculating and analysis you've done analysis of your religious duties you've got it all in the compartments but you have ignored the weightier commandments what are they i can't hear you the last person yeah on earth to do injustice a christian i was hoping you'd answer it before i answered it but the last person on the earth to do injustice should be you know 
talsidars and uh, people in the property um what do you call it uh, property regulating bodies in india should have this testimony man these christians are so you know they they don't uh, take an inch and if they ask for a cent they give 2 cents is this not supposed to be our uh, our reputation for compassion he who asks for one coat so i don't know why it's so difficult to translate that into property if he asks for 2 cents give him 4 cents may it never be i don't know you know for you tithe mint you calculate you analyze you know you 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 think you know you fulfilled your religious duties but what god desires is justice he desires justice mercy compassion operating that one who comes to church who does not have a proper shoe suddenly finds and receives a proper shoe because in the church compassion is operating glory to god justice mercy and faithfulness for these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others jesus is so he's the complete teacher but these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others and what happens if we if we pursue or we take compassion and mercy and justice and faithfulness things that that come out of our the depths of our being reflecting our knowledge of god if that is taken out we become blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel thank you jesus these are the difficult scriptures to read luke chapter 10 verse 36 and 37 famous story we've all studied it over and over right from sunday school this is the climax of it luke chapter 10 verses 36 to 37 <clears throat> what's this talking about nami you said it be confident the good samaritan yes okay luke chapter 10 verses 36 37 which of the these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands and they said and he said the one who showed mercy most of the time the lesson ends there ha ah, then there's something jesus said after that there's something jesus said after that by the the curtains have come everything's closed but there's something jesus said after that jesus said to him go and do the same in other words go out and look go out and look find places that require compassion places that require mercy to be expressed go find that person who is stuck on the road find that person stuck on the road of life 
do the same. Do the same. What did he do? What all did he do? Dressed his wounds, put him on the donkey, took him to the inn, paid for his stay. You can make the modern uh, yeah, parallels for that. It is a commandment. It is a commandment. It's strong. Go do the same. Full stop. Go do the same. Full stop. Then it says in uh, James chapter 2 verse 13. I'll close soon. James 2 and verse 13 it says. Oh. If this does not move us. I do not know what will move us. Yes. Uh, this should move us to like you know. Uh, setting reminders on our watch. Yeah, every uh, watch uh, on your phones and um, however you can put it on your calendar every day. Uh, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It says, for judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. And then it says, mercy triumphs over judgment. I don't know about you, I stand in need of mercy. I stand in need of mercy. What to do to receive mercy? Show mercy. What to do to receive mercy? But to be flooded with mercy. Show mercy. Seek to show mercy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Blessed are the merciful. They shall receive mercy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these scriptures that open the very uh, windows of heaven. These scriptures open the windows of heaven that our lives may be flooded with, with the knowledge of God, that our lives may be flooded with the presence of God. That we may operate in divinity. Glory. That we may operate in that which it's a reflection of, of divine character. That we are partakes, partakers in the divine nature. Lord, forgive us if we have paid attention to analytical details, religious details, and have, have uh, set aside weightier things. Lord, our act of worship is not complete till we have shown mercy. Our act of worship is not complete till compassion has its fruit in our lives. Till we become conduits uh, of the resources of heaven for people around us. That around us people are lifted up on the left and the right, in the front and the back. That Lord, our lives are constantly interrupted by the spirit of compassion the Holy Spirit, the spirit of compassion uh, interrupts our daily walk, our daily lives that, that someone is touched, some widow is touched, some orphan is touched, some, some one of our neighbors are touched. Those that serve us are touched by compassion. Compassion must be active. Activate Holy Spirit. Activate compassion. I pray upon, 
I pray this blessing upon every person in this place, every person listening to this Bible study. Activate compassion. A compassion that moves us to tears. A compassion that moves us deep within. That Lord, we pray for people continually. People are brought to our mind. People we see, their faces, their condition moves us with compassion. Lord, that we stretch our hands. We stretch our hands in prayer. We stretch our hands in giving. Lord, thank you, Jesus. For we stand in need of mercy. We stand in need of mercy. I pray for every household that is represented in this place. Every person that's listening to, to us, we speak into those homes. We pray that those homes will be filled with mercy, peace. Thank you, Jesus. Grace, mercy, peace, and grace. I bless your home. I bless your relationships, husbands and wives. I bless your relationship with mercy, peace, and grace. The head of Satan shall be crushed in Jesus' name by mercy, peace, and grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've done something tremendous this evening. The Lord says, I will move you with compassion. And the resources of heaven will open up to you. Amen. I will move you with compassion. The resources of heaven will be channeled through that compassion. Be moved by compassion. Go do the same, says the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for teaching us this evening. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.